0: Tip today with Fran Curry
1: With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie
0: Now, huge reaction to uh, Jim's conversation with me this morning. Lots of people wanting to know more about the book. The book is called Emerging from the darkness and it really is an incredible journey of a woman of more than ordinary courage and uh, her many Faces, I suppose, and uh, it's it's just the most uh, incredible but heartbreaking story, and I would warn you about that. Um, okay, lots of uh, people on to us about it. Yes, it's Dr. Jim O'Shea, and Jim is in Thursday, but he's a retired counsellor and therapist, just to add that uh, as well. All right, let us move on, and it's time to talk farming, and delighted to be joined as always by Katrina Morrissey, editor of uh, the Farmers Journal. Good morning to you, Katrina. Good morning, I Good to talk to you today. Can we begin with that story, that weaning trade on fire? Mark prices up uh, €200 euro per head. What's happening there, Katrina? Um, <laughs> there's a debate over whether
1: people are losing their heads and they go into the march. But, yes, yes. Um, as you say... Uh, weanling prices up in that kind of top quality 300 400 kilo animal they're they're making 1340 euro a head which is an exceptional wow. price to be bringing home for an individual weanling and um, that equates to about 3 euro 53 per kilo and it's 200 euro or 50 cent kilo higher than the same week in last year about a third of the weanlings in the country would be sold in spring the two thirds the bulk of the trade will be in the autumn because they would be spring born um Calves. The ones that have been sold at the minute are the autumn born calves, and it's a, a really, really good price for them. It's been driven by a few things. Um, there are individual farmers buying them, there are uh, feedlots that will be associated with factories, they're in the market buying them, um, and there are finishers, uh, gr- people who have grass coming on the farms, and live exporters is the other one. So, a lot of combinations of buyers there. But a phenomenal trade, and you know, I suppose it comes with a slight health warning because mm. if you're buying at that price now, weaning of that age, and you're be thinking that that animal will be finished for the factory at around 24 months, at that time you would be needing a beef price of over six euro kilo right. to break even. So, just a little note of caution there. You know, good prices are great, obviously. Hmm. But that animal still, as we finish, there's lots of cost involved in that. And, and people would probably just want to sit down and do their sums before they go go mad buying a lot of the very expensive ones.
0: Of course. But the fallout from this is when we go to buy our beef, then, I guess, as well. Uh, prices will be driven up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, we do export a lot of beef as well. So, yes. it's demand both within Ireland and across Europe. So, um, there is, I suppose events in Turkey this week, absolutely mm-hmm. you know, devastating um, earthquake in Turkey. That that could have some implication for the Wienland trade as well, because Wienlands from Ireland do get sold to Turkey. So we're waiting to see. We will, we'll have more on that in next week's paper. But, you know... Markets can change very quickly, as we know, as we've seen. Twenty twenty two was for the best example of that.
0: Sure, um, farming contribution to GDP, gross domestic product, as well, continuing uh, to grow. This may surprise people to some some degree, Katrina.
1: Yeah, I suppose Ireland's our our GDP. It's it's an economics um, estimate of how the economy is going. It grows, It grew. Sorry, it showed growth of over ten percent in the mm. last quarter of twenty twenty two. And overall, it means that you know pre-pandemic, there's been a 40% increase in the GDP for Ireland. A lot of that is made up of the multinational, sure. the Czech sector. Um, but there is also an increase there in uh, the growth in export of goods. So that's, you know, proper physical things um, built, grown, produced here in Ireland. And agriculture is, is you know making a bigger proportion of those physical items. Um, so the trend there has been that up to September last year uh, was much bigger than 26, 2017, sorry, 2016, 2017 or 2018. Yeah,
0: it's interesting. But, I mean, agriculture's contribution to the bottom line then is considerable. And will that play into the argument the farmers have about how they're being sort of badly done to at times?
1: Well, look, at the end of the day, and farmers say this, but it gets dismissed, you know, sometimes in favour of the multinationals and the tech sector. But farming is Ireland's, biggest indigenous industry. You yes. know, it accounts for a huge output. We saw exports, I think thirteen billion was the a figure yeah. for food and drink exports last year. Hundreds of thousands of jobs, hundreds of thousands of towns, networks and, you know, local economies that require um, agriculture, farming, you know, the March towns like Care and Cashel, the bigger towns like Clanmel where farmers go in and do all of their yeah. shopping and yeah. spend their money. You know, it can never be, unfortunately, it does get underestimated or it gets dismissed quite quickly because we're looking at it all the time in favour of, you know, some shiny buildings up in the the docks Mm. in Dublin for the tech companies. But it's a huge, huge part of the economy and, and a very important one.
0: Right, and uh, you know, I mean, the vulnerability of the tech companies and the like. I mean, farming will be always with us, uh, and it's important to keep. We that hope, added. friend. Yes, we yes, hope, you know. Yes, in in whatever fashion that will be. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your factories wanting to cut uh, beef farm emissions by thirty percent as well. That's by twenty twenty, right. I think, is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so yet another target for farmers to meet set mm. by someone for uh, for them. So the beef factories. Uh, there was an event this morning meeting in the Charlton Baggett Street Um publishing its beef sector sustainability report and it's planned for between here and twenty thirty. Mm. Um all companies found have three types of emissions that they're expected to control. They're called scope one, scope two, and scope three. So in the case of a, a meat factory, scope one is, you know, the emissions from the factory process itself, whatever energy it's using. Scope 2, then, is related to its transport chain and and the supply chain. Mm. And Scope 3 is the raw material and the emissions linked to that. So in the case of a meat factory, their Scope 3 emissions is actually the farm, even though that's not technically under control of the factory, but they are expected to have... input on it they're saying meat industry ireland which is the representative body of all the meat factories that they want to cut beef farm emissions by 30 percent between now and 2030 that would tally with you know the overall national plan for agriculture but i suppose it's yet another target that farmers are being set Mm. um it has very strong implications for what they do on the farm one of those things would be things like, uh, I reducing the age of the animals at slaughter. So going away from animals that are over thirty months of age, coming back down closer to twenty-two or twenty-three months of age. Um, more genetic research, using the best type of animals. You know, picking the best pedigrees, genotyping them, knowing what the good traits are for emissions, and for faster growing and for quicker finishing. Applying all that on the farm.
0: And are there incentives for that? I mean, with the early slaughter, for example, are there bonus payments there?
1: So this is the crux of the matter. Um, there is an under-30-month bonus system there in place. Um, we get the impression from Meat Industry Ireland that they would much prefer if it was a penalty for animals over 30% than an incentive for animals under 30 But farmers will say, you know, it costs more. It requires a lot of management on our part. It requires change on our part to produce an animal that is capable of being finished significantly less than 30, 30 months um, because it also, in some cases, if an animal went out to grass for a summer, that's the cheapest feed an animal can get. Right. But if that pushes it over 30 months of age, it could be, you know, that's the, that price bonus incentive to be under 30 months does apply. Uh-huh. You lose money. Right. But yet, from a farmer's input cost point of view, feeding cattle finishing cattle off mainly grass is the cheapest possible way to do it rather than feeding expensive um, concentrate feed so that's the crux of it it costs more to finish animals earlier so farmers will maintain that they should get a better price for the animal at the end of the day than if they you know did the lo- the slower slower growing animal off grass
0: Interesting. Can I finally ask you about the Dawn Meats possible takeover of Kildare Chilling? Uh, That's been notified to the authority, the Competition Authority, hasn't it? That's
1: right, and that's a formal thing that has to happen. We've been waiting for it. We first uh, reported the the Dawn Meats takeover of Kildare Chilling. I think it's two weeks ago now. Um, They have officially this week notified the CCPC which is the Competition Authority that they intend to take control of it. That has to happen because as we discussed before, you know Cutting out Kildare Chilling as an independently-owned factory, it being bought by a large conglomerate like Dawn Meats, reduces the competition because Dawn Meats is not going to compete. Dawn Meats and Kildare is not going to compete with Dawn Meats down at Granada and Waterford on price. So taking out an independent player like Kildare Chilling is a matter for the competition authority to make sure that it is not going to reduce competition by too much. Kildare is a big player um, mainly in the sheep side. It does about 4% of the national cattle kill, but it does 20%. So one in every five lambs that's processed Uh in this country goes through Kildare chilling. So taking that out will have an effect. It was known for paying good prices. Um, so farmers would be very anxious that the, the takeover does not result in less competition for their animals and therefore less price. Very
0: interesting. All of what we spoke about there and much, much more, of course, in the current edition of the Journal and it's on shelves right now. Katrina, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Good morning to you. Thanks, friend. How about you now? Katrina Morrissey there, Tipperary Woman, of course, editor of the Farmer's Journal. News and information is on the way very, very soon. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007